Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. You're listening to the Jersey Cool. Hey, everybody. What's up? Hello. <laughs> welcome back to another episode. I know. We got we got them in. Uh, welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. Yeah, buddy. So after last month talking about comedy, horror, horror, comedy, question mark, we decided to do a little further digging. Well, no, the, the ones that we went over are kind of like family, comedy, horror things. It could get, it could get a little grosser. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think we take it to the next level. Well, we we did the comedy horror, so the I feel the appropriate opposite is the horror comedy, the the intentional scary, funny, laughing, yeah, movies, and still seeking to answer that age old question of can you mix both horror and comedy and actually have it be effective? Yes, the end. Good night. Thank you, everybody. Good night. All right, we're going home. All right. No need for a podcast. Yeah, we've Goodbye, everybody. Thank That's you, Dark Continent. Good night. What are we going to do with all our free time? Um, well, no, because, all right, so tonight we're going to talk about three films in our quest to find the perfect horror comedy. Yeah, I like that. So we're going to be going over three movies tonight. We're going to start with The Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. We're going to talk about Shaun of the Dead and then wrap it up with Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, so let's dive right in. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And start with Evil Dead 2. What's that? Is that, is a, is that a movie? Is that a, I think Part it's an it. indie film, pretty underground. I don't yeah. know many people saw it. Yeah. I mean, I saw it before it was cool, but Maybe. I don't know if you guys have. <laughs> No, I have no idea. No, I'm not clued in. I don't know anything about horror. I hear. Movies. I hear it's what the cool kids watch. Though. Yeah. So I should check yeah. it out. Bob Campbell, I think, is the star. Of the Bob. Movie. <laughs> Robert Campbell. <laughs> Bobbert Campbell. <laughs> so <Is that> Spielberg. <laughs> Starting with Evil Dead Two. One of the age-old questions between Evil Dead, the original, and Evil Dead 2 is, is it a sequel? Is it a remake? Why are there so many similarities? Doing a little digging into the internet, 
um, AKA the first result on Google, uh, I found <laughs> out uh, that apparently the, that, that Sam Raimi and company did not own the rights to the original Evil Dead movie. So when it came time to make Evil Dead 2, they essentially remade the scenes that they needed to recap the story so it made sense. Uh, I think Bruce Campbell was quoted saying that it was a not a remake and not a sequel, but a requel. He said, basically, call it what you will. I see what he did there. Yeah, he's a clever, he's a clever chin. Um, <laughs> Hi-yo. <laughs> no, so that is why there were the, the similarities between the two, because he said they wanted to recap the important parts, but they had to do it their own way because they didn't own the rights. And I kind of call bullshit on that. Why say that? Well, like, again, I love these movies. <laughs> but, like, I have to admit that there's a part of me that's like, they basically just remade the first movie. And that's made it a pretty sillier. much what they did. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what they did. And got away with it, too. Like, everybody still loves the trilogy. I mean, I wish I'd, I read If Chins Could Kill a long time ago, and there's like a, there's a lot about that in there. I actually I don't own, remember any of it because yeah. it was like 15 years ago when I read that. I actually own a an Evil Dead like compendium. Is that the right word? Like yeah. the, the book that goes along with the movie. You didn't read it out loud, did you? No. <laughs> it wasn't bound what, in human flesh. It wasn't bound in human flesh. damn words. <laughs> Ink, inked in blood and bound Pretty in human much. flesh. But it still stands its ground. I mean, I I think I get why they did that. Like they, they, they liked those elements from the story to make this story make sense. But then there was like, there's no explanation to it, which is why there's confusion among the fans. But oh well, I still enjoyed it. Was the original like popular, like in the theaters? Like it did it do well, or was it? The film performed way above expectations at the box office, grossing 2.4 million worldwide, nearly eight times its budget. However, the initial domestic burst was described as disappointing because it opened originally only in 15 theaters and grossed 100. Oh, there you go. Word of mouth later spread, and the, the film became a sleeper hit, making over 600000 domestically, $2 million overseas. So really, it wasn't that big of a movie here. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's they have the similar scenes that they recap. The tone of the movie, oh, yeah. it goes so differently. The first one was a through-and-through through horror, horror movie, sure. where Evil Dead 2... Is it, it verges very close to the slapstick that Army of Darkness becomes. Yeah, it was like the middle. It's like getting there. At, like, at it's moments, like it's completely slapstick. Yeah. At moments. Oh, totally. But there's also, I think it does have some moments of like, like, I mean, it's, it's hard to say now being, you know, seasoned horror fans, but like back in the day, man, that scared the pants off. In the, yeah, in the beginning when Ash is first turned into a deadite. Yeah, or like the scene where they're all laugh, all the things are laughing at him. That part always messed me up. And I know it's supposed to be funny, but it was effective part to me. That part like, only made me laugh ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely but I didn't, felt really uncomfortable there. I didn't see Evil Dead 2 until I was in high school, so. so oh, so maybe Yeah, I was say, I didn't, I didn't watch Evil Dead I didn't Dead watch as it kid. as I was a kid. I, I, I was, I was like I a sophomore in high school probably when I saw Evil well, Dead 2. I avoided Evil Dead to for the most part because that was one of the VHS covers that I specifically <laughs> remember the scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Skulls right should not have eyeballs. No. no. That yeah. one I think I've mentioned before Evil Dead 2 and Fright Night. 
caused me to run down the aisle of my my local video store, like looking in a different direction because those two movie covers scared the bejesus out of me. So first of all, let's make a distinction or at least try to make some distinctions here. Um, After doing a little research, I found a philosopher, Noel Carroll, who gave this definition. I'm going to throw this out to you guys and see what you think. She defined horror comedy as a generic hybrid deliberately provoking an emotional shift between terror and suspense to hilarity with the ultimate end result being horror. In a comedy horror, on the other hand, it's a relatively playful tone that dominates the entire film with it being undercut by mildly horrific or startling events. So I guess to me, that means the distinction between the two is horror comedies are horror movies that sprinkle in a comedic like relief, whereas a, a comedy horror is a comedy movie that just happens to be have some elements of horror in it. Like the way, Jackie, I think you mentioned that with Ghostbusters. Yeah, I I agree with that pretty spot on because we were talking about it earlier. With a comedy horror and horror comedy, it's all about intention. You know, Ghostbusters was not made intentionally to be scary. Ghostbusters was a comedy that had horror elements or due to the environment, there were some horror events, I think is, I don't know how best to describe it. Um, And in a horror comedy, you have a horror movie. You have a movie with an intentional, scary plot, intentionally scary images, and whether for a relief or just to drive the plot, you have these comedy moments. I think the way that this woman has stated it is basically like the intelligent way of what I'm trying to ramble about. Yeah. 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 And it's it's interesting, actually, because like it seems like horror comedies are always just basically a parody of whatever came before it. So uh, again, going back to her article, she talks about how in the the 20s, there was the the horrors were always like these silent films based on um, haunted houses. And so in the 30s, there's like these spooky parodies about haunted houses. Then when the monster, universal monsters get big, they start parodying those in the 40s and 50s. You have like Abbott and Costello meet the, you know, Frankenstein and all that kind of stuff. Then going into the 70s, you get the splatter flicks and then we get stuff like Evil Dead too. So mm-hmm. it seems like whatever comes before it is always what's going to lead the horror comedy. So like I think that's why nowadays we get stuff like Cabin in the Woods and Scream and like the more meta horror comedies because that's what, you know, what do we have to to make fun of now? Like torture porn and No, no, know. did you see there's a there's a new movie coming out called Game Night, yeah. which is like yeah. which is like a, um like one of those home invasion type movies, cool. but it's a comedy with like uh, uh, Jason is. Bateman. Yeah, and it looks pretty good. It looks pretty funny. It looks really good. Yeah, but yeah, like when when I think about like and even like um like Murder Party, which I know you saw mm-hmm. too, Nate. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool play on like the torture porny kind of movies that are coming out these days. Like it was funny, but it was also effectively kind of creepy. Did you watch? That I haven't seen that one. I think that one is more horror than comedy, but it was just like the people that were. <laughs> So the, the bad guys were just like just a bunch so of inept comedic, like right? artists. Like. And they were such a bunch of like it was such a comedic take on like mm-hmm. hipsters that yeah. I just loved it so much. Like the basically the plot of this movie for anybody who didn't see it and spoiler alert here not too spoiler alerty but a bunch of like art art people like artsy little hipsters yeah decide to ki- basically kidnap a guy and kill him in the name of their art in hopes of impressing this other guy. And the whole movie they're just arguing <laughs> yes. about like which medium they should use yeah. to murder this guy. Or like, like, should they do film? They should, should they like drain his blood and like paint with it? And he's just like sitting there listening the whole time. And he tries to offer input sometimes. Oh no. <laughs> and the guy is like the most inept. Like the guy who plays him, I feel like he's been in stuff. 
I don't know who he is, but he's so funny. He wears like this really embarrassing like makeshift nightgown. Oh, he makes it out of like cardboard. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's great. It. Even his cat doesn't respect him. I know. The cat will. <laughs> Mr. The cat will. The cat will get out of his chair, and he's like, okay. <laughs> but it's a perfect example of how like the newer horror comedies are going to be like a trope that plays on what's popular for us right now, which unfortunately is a whole lot of shit. Um, <laughs> right? Like it's been a while since I've seen a good modern horror movie. Um, anywho, so that's, I mean, so so Evil Dead 2 is definitely a play on slasher, and, like, the sh- it, be, it, like, starts that wave of, like, almost schlocky, really ridiculously intense, like, Dead Alive kind of style, right? Like, they're all in that same arena. It's, like, zombie slasher, like, I don't know, it's hard to, like, pin it's down, hard. it's hard yeah. to pin down Evil Any Dead 2. Because it's kind of like, I don't know, they don't, like that whole like subsection of like horror is not really, there's not too many movies that deal with like demons and like possession and stuff like that, at least back then. But like even like, I think like Peter Jackson doesn't do Brain Dead without Evil Dead 2. Like I think Evil Dead 2 is like the predecessor and like the, one of the first ones that does that really over the top schlocky horror comedy at that moment. But I feel like I feel like the this this woman did a good job of kind of defining how mm-hmm. to differentiate between the two. I can yeah. kind of live with this because I've been toying with this whole thing ever since our past episode. I think the other really cool piece, of little nugget of information, if we're talking about the historical background of all this, was that Alfred Hitchcock very famously called Psycho and the Birds comedies, which blows my mind to be honest. Yeah, like I would have never pictured them that way. I'm trying to wrap my head around what you I just know. said. Yeah. What oh, weirdo. Alfred Hitchcock, what are you talking about? I know, he was, he was obviously on something that day. He was like, yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, these movies have to be comedic because um, it's a big joke. And if you take horror too seriously, then it doesn't work. So psychologically speaking, like the ending is supposed to be the big joke, not the big scare. So like to him, I guess the horror was the shower scene and the comedy was the end where he reveals himself as his mom or whatever. Which to me, I that was the whole. I mean, too. I guess in the fifties, people would be like, "Man, look, it's a dude with ladies' clothing right. on." <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's an, an insensitive. I, I do think that as as three heterosexuals sitting at a table, it's probably unfair of us to try to figure that out. But yeah, like Alfred I guess Hitchcock. Yeah, weird, right? Very so, weird. So so his exact quote was, "If you make a horror, you make the horror in the middle of the movie. It's like putting them in a car and pushing it right to the edge of the cliff, but you can't push." the audience over the edge of the cliff. Instead, you have to let them dangle there and then pull them back in with a bit of humor so that they walk away giggling and with that sense of euphoria and pleasure, not pure horror. I don't think he succeeded then if that was his goal with Psycho. I don't know. That's not how that not movie. How that's not how that movie is remembered yeah, I was like, at all. That is not at all how that I feel. Like I take though, right? I mean, I don't know. Like I, when I watch a horror movie. Like, I'm just remembering back to, like, when a bunch of us went to go see The Ring. Like, that was, like, the new big scary movie of the time. And I remember going into it, you know, a little nervous. I heard it's pretty scary. We'll see. But I like horror movies. Like, that's the whole thing with liking horror movies is you like to be scared. You know, there are going to be those movies that will genuinely freak you out, but you enjoy them. 
Like that's kind of, to me, that's the point. I don't want to walk away from a horror movie being scared in the middle and then like <laughs> at the end, like, oh, that was fun. Like that's not, no. Oh, like What I wanna, a jolly time we I, had at this yeah, horror movie. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to call. I kind of want to feel like relieved at the end, but not like, I don't want to be like that far, like yeah. in the opposite direction where I'm like, oh, what a jolly time. Like, I don't think he knows what horror movies are then. I'm going to call bull hockey on, on oh. Hitchcock. Like that oh, to me, that's, that's not. I don't think it's that bold. Well, when you, what, calling bullshit on a Hitchcock? Saying Hitchcock doesn't know what uh, horror is. I think, Psycho, no. Without, I mean, Psycho yeah, was like but the founding I, father of slasher flicks. I know, I know. And I think he knows how to make a really good suspenseful movie, but I don't think he understands horror if it, if that's what if that's what he's coming away with it with that's I, if that's how he comes I away from it i think relief of some sort is pivotal to good horror and i, I actually have to give i gotta give props here to my homie over at horror movie night matt for this one because he kind of said that like the comedy serves to kind of temper and even out the mm-hmm. the horror and that if you don't get that relief sometimes it kind of desensitizes you and you forget what you're feeling, which I don't know that I necessarily 100% agree with, because when I think back on, like, the movies that have rocked my socks off in the past, like, 10 years, I think of, like, Paranormal Activity and the way that ended. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, th- there, that was such a nihilist. Oh, remember like, that super happy oh, part at the God. end where she gets completely <laughs> she possessed and kills her husband? And <laughs> Like, it was just so good. Or, like, even, like, um, like, Cabin in the Woods, for all of its comedy, had a really horrific ending. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they were like, screw it, let it all burn, you know? Everybody like, dead. Right, and I know you don't want to talk about we're going to save Cabin in the Woods for another one, but, like, I just think, so I, 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 I'm with you guys. I kind of see what you're saying, but I also kind of see what Hitchcock is saying. When you think about Psycho and the Birds, I both th- of them have that very clear, like... Oh, absolutely. I no. I think what he's saying applies to his movies. I think that... But maybe his movies and his movies alone. I think that... I think that it's just different language. Yeah. Maybe maybe something... Maybe what he was saying made more sense in the 50s within the context of that time. And now we hear it and we're like... That doesn't make any sense. That's Why? true. That's, That's true. true. You know? Be, yeah. Although I do like the analogy of you can't push the car over the cliff because it doesn't work at the end. Like, I like, there's something about that that I think is interesting. No, no, I think that's right. And I can think of tons of examples yeah, like when I of think where, that, like, the, the ending, like, there's relief, but it's also, I, I even see, like, you know, like, little, like, winks to the audience at the end that kind of totally. make, like, with stuff like, um... Uh, let's say the end of Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. When the head winks at the camera, like yeah. stuff like that, like, like just little mean. things like, you know, like you do. I think because I think it's true. Some, there's something to be said about like if you're pushed too far, you just kind of glaze over. And in recent memory, my thoughts of that are like the movie Raw. Like, mm-hmm. I know I should have felt something. It was like a, an extreme movie. And I just felt like. Nothing, and and it was the way that I survived martyrs too. I know I bring that one up a lot. No. I had to like shut myself down and just know that I was going to endure this. Like, in I'm trying to think of a I'm trying to think of a horror movie where there's not at least one chuckle, like one moment of like <laughs> I don't know. I I'm, I'm trying to I'm I'm hard pressed to think of a horror movie where there is not. No, let me rephrase that. Oh, I can think of a ton. I'm of them, hard but pressed they're... to find an American horror movie. No, because I, I, I'm because like I'm saying that like I feel like every horror movie has at least one one chuckle. Huh. I think you're right, Jackie. I can't think of any American horror that really goes that far that they don't even have any moments of relief yeah. in them. 
Like, and even like it's sometimes it's like just a one liner. For some reason, the example that keeps running through my head is the original Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's something as simple as in the beginning when everybody is over Tina's house and Tina and Rod are upstairs having sex and Johnny Depp kind of gives one of those like he's trying to make out with Nancy and she pushes him off and she's like, no, we're here for Tina and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, morality sucks. Like... Like, just, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just sometimes they have the one-liner. And I was saying saying earlier that I'm trying to think of an American horror movie in recent history that doesn't at least have one one line, one scene. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of a movie that just straight through... Is I mean, there are nihilistic, like, horror movies. Oh, I'm sure there but are. But the vast majority definitely, you know, follow that rule mm-hmm. that you're talking about. I'm trying to think of, like, like... I mean, think of, like, The Hills like Have Eyes. Exactly yeah. You know, like, like, there's Texas nothing. Like, Chainsaw really didn't have horror... Like, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I laughed at... Is it in the first one where the, the grandfather, like, is supposed to be bashing her brain? Oh, they, they do it in the second one, too. That's hilarious. Yeah, but I don't think pretty, it's supposed to be. I think yeah. I'm like, a sick <laughs> son of a bitch. But, yeah, like, I'm thinking of, like, the 70s exploit... Like, okay, like, yeah. on the left. I don't mm-hmm. think there's... There's moments of, like, relief that come through, the like, vindication and revenge. So I think some of those, like, more torture-y kind of, like, and, and the music is really goofy in Last in House on the Left. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice. I was just trying to survive that. Oh, in the 70s? Oh, my God. Just, <laughs> I hate that movie so much. Yeah, just, so like, much. pull up the soundtrack sometime, and it's hilarious. Really? That's yeah, funny. It's now really, I it's really derpy. Not like, that I would ever... <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I can't, I can't even, like, picture that. Well, the Witch didn't have any... Oh, you mean really. the Vavitch? The Vavitch. Seriously, whoever came up with that that <laughs> artistry really aggravates the shit out of me um like no, i remember that, that being unrelenting is, that movie's intense it was and, and it doesn't I, let I up think of a moment that i laughed Mm-mm. i mean i kind of thought the ending was he he in a, in a like ironic like crazy way but like, yeah but like that's not like yeah. that's not the same that's not the same as like you know no, the, like mo- the movie be being like okay calm down it's like yo yeah. like this is crazy and you can either laugh at it right. or, like, or like pee like, your pants yeah you know? and i felt like i was and I loved it because, like, yeah, it was unrelenting. It was like I, I, I actually went to see that one by myself one night, one random day. Yeah, like a big loser. And I, I maybe Aww. it was just yeah, I know, see it. And I don't, um, I don't know. I thought it worked. Like even like I don't think any of the Night of the Living Dead didn't have any comedic relief, did it? I'm trying to think. At the very beginning, but they're coming to get you, Bob. <laughs> um, one of my all-time favorite horror movie lines. Her, her asshole brother, yeah. I know, yeah. He's such a dick, and she went to. That's okay. He dies within him. the first two and a half minutes, and so then you she, know. He is the reason why she dies. <sighs> you listening, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going out there if you're out there. Jerk. Well, listen, if, if she could drive that car properly, yeah, she, <laughs> she kind of rolls it like right does. into a tree or something. Oh, God. Let's Women drivers. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right, though. I think that yeah. pound for pound, most, most horror movies. So maybe Hitchcock is on to something then. 
Like you can't push him over the cliff. You gotta, you gotta. Or leave maybe him. a bunch of directors in the eighties heard that Hitchcock quote and were like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's do it." <laughs> he knew what he was talking about. You heard him. He made the birds. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel so right. Why, why did that just get an extra, extra voice out of you? <laughs> At, everything's getting extra, extra voices tonight. Whenever I talk I, about Hitchcock, <laughs> I know. I wish I could do a good Hitchcock impersonation, but I definitely can't. Dun, 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 dun. No, we can't hate on him. I don't hate on him. I just do don't. Do I don't. Yeah, I don't know that. I agree with that statement. There's a big fat gut coming into the <laughs> frame. Such a gangster. It matches up with my silhouette. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I didn't even. I haven't heard him talk in so long. That was really good. That was really good. He talks like fucking droopy dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he really like I talk a bit like droopy dog. He, and like I just always feel like you know he was the kind of director that like smacked the female actors. Oh butt yeah. When they walked by. Like, oh my god. Well, is this slander? This might be you slander. need to be more hysterical. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you have listened to it, but I know that you were listening to it. Uh-huh. Um. On Wondery, there is the series, the Inside the Exorcist series. Yes, I've been listening to that. I just I actually finished it. It's fantastic. But anyway, he also did an Inside Psycho. So I've listened oh. to both. But it's funny because during Inside the Exorcist, he is talking about how William Friedkin met with Alfred Hitchcock. And Hitchcock was basically like, uh, you're not wearing a tie. Yeah, you're the fuck. And Friedkin was like, well, yeah, <laughs> I like, I guess I, I got to buy a tie. And basically he was like, yeah, like, yeah, you're unprofessional. Yeah. yeah. Clearly I'm, yeah. unprofessional because like, you don't wear a tie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, I it's found true. that interesting that I'm just like, oh. Such a douche. Kind of douchey. How yeah. could you ever direct a major well, I think I've, I think I've. if you do not wear <laughs> a tie around your neck? <laughs> well, haven't I heard rumors that he was like really shitty to his actresses, like his leading actress, like oh, what's her I name in Psycho? Uh, yeah, I heard like her and fucking Tippy Hedren or whatever her name Tippie, is yeah. from the birds. Like he wasn't exactly a nice, a nice guy. By the way, if you Google Psycho female, you definitely don't get the name of the actress from Psycho. You get it's, lots of pictures of Taylor it's, Swift. It's though. Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, right? Yeah. Well, uh, it shouldn't be that Janet hard. Lee. Janet, Janet Lee. Lee. Thank you. Janet, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Poor T Swiss. Oh, wah wah. Fucking misogyny. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, like, uh, he just seems like he was a prick to work for. He's dead, right? I could say that. Yeah, no, no, he, yeah. He's, no yeah. even if he was alive, be like, hey, fuck you, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what's great. Yeah, we, we've MF'd a lot of alive yeah. people, so I don't know why we're holding back sure. on yeah. Hitchcock. Because I feel like it's Hitchcock. I feel like as three film savvy human beings, it's like blasphemous. I feel like you, time out, you hate The Shining. Hey, that's strong. <laughs> I feel like you we all have our roles to play. Like the no, but like Hitchcock, Hitchcock I hate Kubrick. is there's a difference. Hitchcock is is more than just a like famous horror director though. Like he's directed all sorts of like famous movies, dramas, Rear and, Window, right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I'm saying. And he's, a lot of his movies are just like suspenseful, but they've not really any horror elements in them at all. Like North by Northwest, yeah, um, Vertigo, which was all, North by Northwest was also an Inside the Exorcist. P.S. If you haven't watched that, drop everything and pause us. Go listen to Inside the Exorcist, then come back. Yeah, we'll wait. 
Um, okay, we're going to wait the entire podcast, and then we'll continue. Give us four hours. <laughs> right. You guys want to go have a break or something? <laughs> I'll pass that Snickers. Falls. <laughs> um, I would clink my glass, but it's empty. <laughs> oh, all right, so we're talking about Evil Dead 2 tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we are. Sorry. I love all these movies, but Evil Dead 2 definitely holds a special place in my heart. It's... It's great. <laughs> it's great. It has it has really fun special effects. Um, it goes so many crazy different places. Like it was probably the most out of control horror movie I had seen. The first like really crazy all over the place, like goofy, scary, gory, like ridiculous horror movie. There was it was it it has a special place in my heart because it is the first one that I've seen that showed you can just do anything with a horror movie. <laughs> you're not you're not bound by any restrictions. It doesn't need to be like too much of one thing or the other. It can be everything. Oh, I like that. I think that's a good way to, to sum that one up. Because they really do take you on on the roller coaster of emotion from mm-hmm. from being scared with I I love the 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 camera point of view when it is the you know the spirit or whatever going through the house breaking down the door chasing Ash outside turning him into a deadite you know doing that whole thing and then the weird part where his girlfriend is headless and doing a little ballet dance outside just, and watch that. Yeah. the the, so the melodrama when he when he's like crying about like having to decapitate his girlfriend I know. <laughs> I making the cross and jamming it into the yeah. ground one thing that you didn't say that you wrote in the notes was this idea of exaggeration as a violation oh that's right I forgot that well, I even so wrote good. that you, I don't even remember you, what I wrote oh she wrote so I'm just gonna read it <laughs> yeah, you, you make your statement on it does exaggeration count as a violation of norms. Thinking about Evil Dead 2 as an example, ultra bloody but not necessarily gory, is downright silly at times. Ash has exaggerated reactions to his environment. And is that where the comedy comes in? It's kind of brilliant. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I like when you have your deep thoughts on my notes. <laughs> Jackie surprised everyone. At least she reads the notes, she's scumbag. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen, okay. <laughs> I'm in charge of an entire store. Well, it just it goes like back the, to what the they idea said. Of the laugh as a defense mechanism. I really like that. We should explore that. That's really interesting. Jackie. Yeah, she got deep for like two paragraphs. Did Jackie like you know like Were trip balls or something yeah, recently? Like, like, like what are you doing? This is really. She's see, she's not just good big boobies. She's the see, I'm too. more than big boobs. <laughs> she pushed them in and they went all into her head, <laughs> and she had like double booby head, and it was like brain power. Let's go. Let's think about Evil Dead too. Oh wait, time out. That I gave you par- credit for two paragraphs. One of them was mine. <laughs> <laughs> but mine oh, wait, was. I'm actually super yeah, smart. I'm actually the. I'm just kidding. No, I really like your idea of like the the, the violation, like the exaggeration as the whole, like the comedy. And are we doing that just to kind of make ourselves feel better? Like, it's interesting. That's deep shit, yo. Yeah, I like boobs. <laughs> You're an asshole. Moving <laughs> on. I try, see, I'm, I'm not good at that stuff. Brilliant shit Yeah, but I here. forgot that I even wrote it, and now being put on the spot to, like, so you know. So she was, like, trying to type it, and then she's like, oh, something's very shiny. <laughs> she's like, super deep thoughts, super deep thoughts. Boobs. <laughs> I love bagel bites. <laughs> Delicious mini oh, pizzas. Jesus. Jesus, Mary Joseph, you saw yourself so short. It's such a sin. 
You're so you're wicked smart. My girl's wicked smart. Um, <laughs> but she won't talk about her deep thoughts. No, I just I feel like he became this really cool brand of like dark yet also really funny, really gory horror that like he he did for a while and it worked. And even like up until like Drag Me to Hell, I'm, I've been into everything he's done horror wise. We won't mention some of his sellout big blockbuster films. Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Peter Parker. Uh, but um, but I was excited when they said he was going to do Spider-Man. It's I just, was too. I was pumped. I felt like we just, were getting our day. It's just he remembers Spider-Man from like 1943 or something. I don't know what comics he was reading. He was reading the oldest Spider-Man <laughs> comics ever made. <laughs> yeah, Tobey Maguire would be great Spider-Man. Hey, y'all. Peter Parker. How's it going? I know. I hated him so thoroughly as as Peter Parker. I digress, but I just it really bothers me. But but yeah, he was he he became he became an established director in my mind. Something someone that I would like seek out his movies, regardless of what they were, and I'd be like, well, it's Sam Raimi. I'll probably enjoy it to some extent. That's how I feel about Tim Burton movies, mm-hmm. in general. Like even even if they're like kind of garbagey. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I will seek. I'll be like, okay, I don't know anything about this movie. I haven't heard anything about it, but I heard he directed it, so mm-hmm. I'm on board and I'll watch it. So I get that. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah. now I want to see Dark Man. I've never seen that movie. You've I'm never seen Dark Man? No, but now oh, that it's Sam amazing. Raimi, like I'm in. Oh, it. it's super Sam Raimi ish. Oh yeah, it. but it's got uh, what's his name in it? Liam Neeson. <laughs> I have a very particular <laughs> set of skills. I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah. There's a part where he's got like a fake face, and his fake face starts wearing off, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's so Evil Dead. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh yeah, watch Dark Man. It's amazing. Um, so I don't know. Are, do are we okay with moving on to the next film? Yes, people know Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so think so. Think? Yeah. Move on to Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Move it right along. And I'm gonna throw this out because my God, is this one of my favorite movies of all time? It's amazing. Yeah. And. I'm going to throw out my hipster uh, card right here. I knew about Edgar Wright before Shaun of the Dead. Thank you very much. I was the one that was like, yo, guys, we got to see this movie because I saw one episode of Spaced randomly on Comedy Central in the early 2000s at like two in the morning. And I was like, yep. On board, hundred percent. Let's go. They they made an episode all about Resident Evil. Let's go. I'm we're we're awesome. gonna see whatever this guy makes because it's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. I saw Spaced and Shaun of the Dead and all of the other BBC shows that I now absolutely love and hold above all American shows because of Mr. Fancy Pants over here. Oh my god, you guys need to see the face he's making right now. <laughs> like, my pants I, are I, so I fancy. It is, no. I, yeah, I, I had never seen it before. It was already out like on DVD, I guess, at that point. It's just point. nice to know yeah. you hipsters no, do no, make no, good in this world. No, 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 I will say I was I, so much of a hipster, I bought the European release of Space, the complete series, before it was released in America, and I couldn't watch it because it was a Region 2 DVD. I tried to play it in my modded ah. Xbox, and it was not working very well because apparently pound DVDs don't don't do very well in an American DVD I player. I learned that the hard way. Too. Even if you even if you change the region, it's still like eh, it doesn't really work that way, buddy. Yeah, I will. I will say the one really hipstery thing about me is, and I and I I don't mean to be a hipster, but seriously, my two 
hands down, all time, Desert Island favorite television shows ever made are two BBC shows. It's my it, Black Books and Spaced are my two favorite ones. Masterpiece Theater. I know. <laughs> it is, but, but it's like, you know, it's like, well, my, my favorite television shows are uh, BBC shows. They're not American shows. No. And I feel like, like, seriously, just give me a scarf and Starbucks because, like, I'm yeah, really an asshole when I say it. Yeah, that would I just so not like you any other I can't arena. help it they are. Black, Jackie, Jackie, Black Books is, is the greatest show ever made. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good show. But you could be so much more of an asshole. I wouldn't feel too bad, especially okay. since those are pretty well accepted over here now. I'm pretty sure you can watch Black Books on... Uh, it's on Netflix. On Netflix yeah. now. So I it's not it even... Time. You can just, you can just like, no, like legit, shuffle yeah. in and be like, hey guys, it's not that weird. Look, watch it. Yeah. So good. You, I always you, try to... Like, yeah, if someone's like, cool. oh, I've never heard of it. I'm like, do you want to borrow the DVDs? Because I own the Kabuto I should... <gasps> no, Jackie, you wear your, your secret hipsterness. I do. Like a, like a sweet, sweet, I perfect do. I also have dress. like secret steampunk stuff. But You do? I do. I'm I knew it. Can you wear it later for me? <laughs> <laughs> I have my I, I have my secret my secret public steampunk desires and my, yeah I'm kind of, I, I call my like I say I'm an, like an I'm an accidental hipster like I don't you mean yeah, I don't, don't mean, mean to, to be, be a hipster like I don't mean to be like oh my favorite shows are uh, British shows that were never really made in America like, but, but, I mean, like I don't mean to do it but I'm, I mean sitting there with I'm your like, blue hair and your sweater wearing like a Jedi knight it's, like, it's, listen this, is, this is how I feel about it as long as you're not an asshole you can you can be like oh I watch that like a million years ago and I'm not gonna care but if you're yeah. like oh you never heard of it I watched it back in or, 2001 yeah. or like, like if you're like oh that's so stupid now cause now everybody knows it like, yeah then you're really an asshole and you can go fuck yourself yeah but. I'm trying to encourage agreed. people to watch it like that like seriously go to yeah. Netflix watch black books but it's amazing <laughs> the reason that Shaun of the Dead is so amazing is because it takes all the the amazing like super charismatic British comedians Brilliant. And smushes yep. them into one movie. Oh my god! And it's just and, so perfect. In the words of Edgar Wright, it's a slice of fried gold. Yeah, and we all love it. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I literally love this movie from start to finish, and I also think it is the perfect horror comedy. Like mm -hmm. I, I can't yeah. think of other movies I think that can just do it so great. Why are it's, you? I'm almost weirded out by how much we're all agreeing with each other. No, no. Is it because I'm drunk? What are we Shaun of the Dead is is a delight. <laughs> it, it's it's, a delight. it's so delightful. <laughs> I like I want to, I want to put, I want to take all of the movie and put it under a blanket with me, and we'll, me we'll snuggle up and eat popcorn. Um, who else is in it? Who else is in it? The the, the girl. I, oh man, yeah. I feel bad now because I'm like naming like all the big people, and then it's like oh, and then there's the girl who was the Pam Beasley in the British Office, who's not Pam Beasley because I can't remember her it's name. It's not Kate yeah. Ashfield. It's the other girl, right? That was the the Pam in the British. The um, Bernard Black's girlfriend. Bernard Black. Bernard Black. He's in it. Actually, every everybody from every, Black Books is in there. Everyone is in it. Everyone yes. is in it. And and as I go back and watch like other British shows that I might have missed out on, I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. That's that's that person. Mm -hmm. You know. So it's it's all all of the like alt comedy like mid to late 90s yeah. like comedians from BBC4 like all like got together and made a movie together and it's delightful and it is it's just yeah. it's perfect and I like I said I think there to me there are a few moments in that movie where in spite of how much I laugh and how much I enjoy all of it there's some I get scared a little bit there are moments in Shaun of the Dead and this is one of those movies that if it's on I'm clear my schedule for the afternoon but like I don't know I, 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 got, I remember being scared by moments of it the first time I saw it 
there's there's some moments like when he's on the bus and you see like the yeah. guy like about to eat a pe- like a pigeon. Yeah. And he's like, what? And then like it just it cuts real quick. That's the thing. Like Edgar Wright doesn't give you a chance to really like dwell on something too. His editing yeah, is quick. so amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. just everything flows together so well. You you're think right. you see something one minute and then it's like already moving on. You're like, hey, wait, but that yeah. just there's was, something crazy back there. It was the subtle things that unnerved yeah. me in that movie. Like the in the, print, the that's exactly what it is when when Simon Pegg goes into the store when he's still oblivious to what's going on and he opens the fr- the the door in the convenience store and there's the bloody handprint on the door and yeah. he is so oblivious but we are fully aware of what's going on that's the stuff that it, uh, that had unnerved me yeah and to me what takes it to the next level what evil dead lacks and Shaun of the dead and even tucker and dale don't lack is like this this meta awareness of the genre mm-hmm. and this like playful like almost like thematically relevant undertones like evil dead is great but it's just what it is Shaun of the dead you can have a lot of fun academically looking at like the idea of how we just live this like zombified life every Mm -hmm. day and like you know like how at the how great is it like the way it ends with them like being like we're gonna smoke a pack of cigs go to the bar play vid games perfect life like it just has so many fun themes about like I love how at the end Liz is all about like living that life and like I don't know I just I I have such a warm place for a movie that'll also play with the tropes and be aware of itself and have themes about you know, like yeah. after watching that movie, I want to write "Sort Your Life Out" on my board and like, you know. yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's you know? the, that's our li- our motto. Right. Like, like that's what's going to get us up in the morning. Right. Sort your fucking <laughs> life out, mate. Well, and one right. thing that, and again, you know, not to we're not hating on Evil Dead too. No, not I mean, it, it is it, it's an it's an awesome movie, oh but God. there is just something, and what we're going to talk about later on with Tucker and Dale, just something so clever about the movie. Evil Dead is a good. You know, zombie kind of survival horror movie. But Shaun of the Dead and Tucker and Dale are so clever. And it's not just the plot, especially with Shaun of the Dead. Like what you were saying with with the editing. It's not just the plot or the script. It's the editing. It's the environment. It's it's this, this simple you know, uh, choices of, of costume and, and, you know, environment and background and music and just everything. I'm, I'm with you guys. It's, it's, it's almost, it's an ideal horror it, comedy. It's very clear that Edgar Wright was raised by the movies because yeah. they, there's so many references in Shaun of the Dead to other things that just, they're so like subversive, so like right that. under the level that you, you wouldn't, you could easily miss them if you weren't looking for them. We're coming to get you, Barbara. Exactly. Just, I mean, and that one's a little on the nose, yeah. but like there's so many just like little, little references, like little things he sneaks in there because he, he understands what it, what it takes to make yeah. an effective movie and make something that sticks with you because he's, yeah. he's, he knows the tropes back and forth and he knows how to get them in there without making them like too like, ah, here you go. Here's the trope. Burnt. Like he knows how to sneak it in there. And, and that's what makes him yeah. so familiar. That's what makes his movies so fun to watch. And if, like, good horror comedy is being able to kind of mix that contrast of, like, here we are laughing at our norms, and now here we are getting horrified by our norms, Shaun of the Dead does that so perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, like, here we are laughing at this guy who, like, has this really kind of, like, pathetic, you know, like, can't get his life together kind of life, but then here we are also horrified by how oblivious he 
is and how kind of we go through every day so oblivious we are like the old theme of who's the real zombie you know what I mean like, yeah. and I just it, it, it's just so brilliant and I think that's why like you said like his ability to not only take these tropes that we all know and love but also to edit it together so beautifully mm-hmm. and like so jarringly is just to me this movie stands in my head as like the top horror comedy that if somebody were to be like what's your perfect definition this is it for me because it really does take everything I think to be safe in this world and distort it just enough to keep me up at night he's, you know he's really an incredible director yeah and I love him I can't believe I haven't seen Baby Driver yet but I need to get on that dude it was good stuff yeah, yeah I bet I, I bet because he has not made a movie that I haven't loved thoroughly yeah. it wasn't it definitely won't be on the top of my list but it was it was good stuff I enjoyed it so anything else about Shaun of the Dead we want to mention I love it and I'm glad there was never a sequel and I I'll I remember just it forever. Fuzz is the sequel. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, it kind of is. is. It kind of is. It's yeah. the Cornetto trilogy. trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love all. Of them. all I of wish. Them are great. I wish at World's End was a little bit better. Me too. I, I don't care. I still like it. Oh no, I love it. I still I like watch it a whole Paul bunch because I'm so afraid that it sucks. And uh, Paul kind of sucks, but it's it's kind of okay. I, I still love it's really? kind it's kind of okay. But right. it's I'm not, not a big fan of Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen sucks. So whoa. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm. I don't hate him. I'm just not. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, you're you're. I'm sorry, Seth Rogen. You're I'm sorry, Seth Rogen. You're super adorable, and I want to give you a hug and a kiss yeah, on the cheek. But I, I want to But I don't really want to watch. I feel like I don't know. Your homegirl, Kristen Wiig's in the movie, and she's oh, really she's really funny. Yeah, she's shit, really funny in the movie. Then. I don't know. I, I know really. I, feel about I really I liked Paul because it was one of those like like nerds making fun of nerds, and like we can kind of laugh at ourselves because like seriously, like you know, I'm gonna be one of those girls that was like, you know, back in the day, like, I'm going to go to Comic-Con and I'm going to dress up like Princess Leia. I'm going to dress up like Slave Leia in Comic-Con. You know, like, I was one of those girls. Like, I I don't know. Like, I thought it was like, you know, nerds poking fun at nerds and it was funny. Like, it was all in good fun. Yeah, I'm really It's just, it's not, like I said, there's not, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of depth to it. It's it's like, it's not, it's not even, you know, don't think of, it's not even that many jokes, honestly. Yeah. Like, and it's not like it's not edited the same. Like well, it's, it's not, not like those quick edit cut like that you're used to not, from Shaun it, of the Dead. Like yeah, it's not an it's, Edgar Wright movie. Yeah, and it, but it's not conducive to that kind of editing. Like it wouldn't really. It, this no, is no. definitely more story it's, driven. It's just confusing because it was the first Nick Frost Simon Pegg movie that wasn't binded together by the powers of Edgar Wright. And yeah. you're like, oh look, it's got all these familiar things in it, but it's not the same because it's not the same. Yeah. It was, it's worth a watch. It's, it's, I think it's worth a watch. You know? Uh, Um, yeah, I'm a little sorry. Hate on Seth Rogen so strongly. Oh I, I no! Just, no, I'm just. I don't hate him. I his. I'm just like it's same thing like we talked about last time with uh, what's it, his name. He's got a shtick. He's got a shtick, and it and it works. But like, there's work. too many movies where it's like, ah, it's the Seth Rogen shtick show. It's gonna be the whole movie. It's gonna, gonna be go, Seth Rogen <laughs> being yeah. Seth Rogen, and it's like, dude, come on. I like. You can do more. I do. I like. Warm place in my heart. Pineapple Express is amazing. It's a funny ass movie. It's 
never so seen good. it. So good. What? You would like it's, it. Would it's, I? It's yeah. so good, yeah. And I also enjoy, I don't know why, I will admit that it's stupid that I do, but this is the end made me chuckle. Um, I digress. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being an asshole yeah, because, because I have fuck a voice, on, because I have a voice <laughs> on the internet, so <laughs> I'm going to be right. like, eh, I'm going to talk about this yeah. guy who got lucky hey, and, I only and, and gets a lot of opportunities because he's so charismatic and fun to be around and people want to just make movies with him, so I'm going to be salty about it because I'm on a podcast. Like, that's what's going on We all have our triggers. Like, if I say Amy Schumer in Jackie Epps, she just fucking knocked her microphone over. We all have our triggers. What's mine? Amy Schumer. Oh, she hates Amy Schumer with the fucking fiery Who's passion. Who's Amy for- Schumer again? No. Oh, oh, she's a giant turd. She's a black a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's the worst. She's she a, was in. Um, what was her movie that no, came the out? The name sounds cute. really familiar. Free Willy. <laughs> Damn! Did she just make a fat joke? Oh wait, no, she's not fat, right? She's totally skinny. Oh, Amy Schumer. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the fuck? Yeah, she fucking sucks, dude. Oh, I, I feel like I can't really say anything about it because she's like this feminist icon no, and stuff no, now. She, okay, well, fuck her. No, but she's she's, she's a putting feminist her, icon. No, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't go that far. That's that's how she is. That's how oh, she is presented Lord. to the world. I think she's got that going for her. That's how she's presented she's to the world. She's definitely like I farted once on the set of Goose. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> me in my head. She's like I talk about queef, so I'm a feminist. Right, like I wouldn't go. I mean, this is, we're not talking about fucking Betty Friedan. Here, oh. like, let's not get ridiculous. Oh, God, I, I, just I a, hate her. I forgot about Amy Schumer for a while. If a girl, <laughs> like, just because a girl has a potty mouth, smokes some pot, and like talks about dirty things, doesn't make her a feminist. Yeah, but she's also friends with J Law, so. Who the fuck is J-Law? Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Who the fuck cares about Jennifer Lawrence? Oh, whoa, whoa. She's America's sweetheart, Jackie. Come on. Like, I don't know. She just seems I feel like she's got like a little bit. She's like shitty. There's just she like is a little shitty. She is a little shitty. No, you guys are fucking ridiculous. No, she is a little she, shitty. Dude, I'm going to tell you right Lawrence now. I'm talking out of, sweetheart. Dude, no. I'm talking out of my ass because I really have never seen any of her movies. Like, I don't really know. I just, I get the impression that she's kind of shitty. Yeah, she's got kind of a big head now. She does. Like, it's something she's she's had to like cope with and stuff. There's been instances where she's been a real shitball. Wow, to I don't want to know. I like. Yeah, I know. Head, it's better. It's better not be knowing. Friends. Yeah, like, See, wait, didn't she like, like trip at the Oscars yeah, or something? Like, but like recovered laughed. cool. Yeah, like she. Yeah, like, like no, I'm sure. Like I said, no, I'm talking out of my ass because I really don't know too no, much about I think, her. I think that she's cool for the most part, but I think that there have been times when she's her ego's gotten a little out of check. I just love that anytime I mention Amy Schumer, shit goes to fucking pot on this one. Yeah, that's how powerful. Do you see what you do? You see this? Yeah, I love mentioning Amy Schumer just for that reason. So you get all heated and talk about other shit for like 30 minutes. I love it. I love it so much. Let's talk about our final movie for the night. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes. I rewatched this movie because I hadn't seen it. I actually hadn't seen it in a couple years, so I rewatched it for for tonight's podcast. I forgot how adorable that movie is. I love that movie. I, I forgot. Know. I forgot how they're so sweet and yeah. the the relationship between the two supposed like crazy killers. They just like they just want to go to their vacation yeah. home. They, and they, they, and they, they they're best friends and they it's love each other. So and there's the, there's no like weird like anything around it. They're just like, hey, we got that cabin, buddy. Let's go up there and we'll we'll play some Scrabble and we we'll go night fishing. You know, I love you, buddy. What's the dog's name? Jalbert. I gotta look it up. Uh, Big puppy. His name is Big Puppy. Big Puppy. puppy. <laughs> 
But yeah, everything them, about yeah. them is so adorable, and everything about the college kids is like so like vapid mm-hmm. and like judgmental and evil and. I just want them all to dive into wood chippers and it's so satisfying watching them all kill themselves while they while they are horrified like oh my god these college kids are all just killing themselves I don't know what's going on they're on a suicide pact that's my favorite part that they think they're on a suicide pact Uh, that movie is so great just because just because of how well it it turns everything on its head every single trope is like well we're gonna do the opposite thing yeah, and and that's so why that funny. movie works so well. No, I can't believe no one has had that idea before to just completely upend like every single horror trope and yeah. make it about the other thing because it's so easy to do. It's yeah. so easy to do. I just thought it was so well. First of all, it, to me, it definitely was more con- like it was more along the lines of Evil Dead Two than it was for Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Like it was more sh- like slapsticky. Almost. Yeah. I know the gore is pretty intense, but obviously, I have no feelings in that arena. <laughs> like I'm completely gla- like somebody was like that movie's really violent, and I was like, oh, really? It like, is. Like, it is. It's, yeah. it's really it's really violent, but it's at the same time like they they're completely divorced from the violence. It's just stuff happening around them like oh my god funny reactions it's just strange like I, it made me realize how desensitized I really am as a human being oh, yeah. like, I, I watched that and I was like oh yeah this was violent huh like didn't even blink you know yeah. what I mean like that's a terrible statement on me but anyway um Oh, no, I'm right there with you. Right? Yeah, for sure. He didn't even... um, I can't help but think that this is the most thematically relevant movie in this moment. And here's why. You ready? As I sat there watching... I also had to rewatch it because it had been a while. I had the thought that Tucker and Dale, right, are, are like, to these kids, are the outside force that's going to get them like the foreign unknown the the slack-jawed hillbilly creeps who are going to get them mm-hmm. when the truth of the matter is the real danger the real evil is within themselves what a perfect metaphor for america at the moment where we are so there's their susceptibility there's susceptibility to to um to the fear of the foreign the, the fear of the unknown and how the lengths they go to to demonize the unknown mm-hmm. where the real fucking villain the real evil is right there in their midst when we think about and not to get political but like fucking hey why not right this is my big forum for the world oh, shit like you know why not if we can fucking hate amy schumer we can fucking talk about how much the nra sucks too this is this is how marissa gets around to saying donald trump 2020 (laughs) now that's a fucking hard um at the end of the day like we are so fucking busy trying to act like the the, it's the outsiders we're gonna protect ourselves from the bad outside when we're the ones who are fucking killing each other by mass who are the the evil is here and it's us like and and I say that because we are now in the midst of what like fucking number mass shooting number five thousand nine hundred ninety nine for the year and yet all everybody wants to talk about is the terrorists and they're going to get us and that's why we need like it's bullshit it's mm-hmm. it, and this mm-hmm. movie is such a great example of that when that little fucking preppy douchebag kid turns out to be the psychopath and everybody's afraid of the unknown and the hill and then of course playing on the trope of the hillbillies I do wish they would have flushed the characters out a little more yeah like, made them more than just like. The the stereotype only cute and sweet. That's that's the thing about Tucker and Dale is that it's <laughs> it's it's pretty much just setting up a bunch of set pieces, totally. you know, for the for for the yucks, 
for the yucks, but the yucks are worth it, I think. Oh, totally. And and the violence really plays it up because just like how like soft and innocent and like kind these people are, but like their outward their outward appearance like sells you on them being like pretty much the family from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> or like when the little kid at the, the beginning is like pumping the water. Right? Like, and the, the guys are playing the banjo. I just mm-hmm. think it's so clever. Like, it's so well done. It's, it's really well done, yeah. yeah. Although I do think, like I said, my one gripe with Tucker and Dale is I wish they would have made the characters a little more yeah. dynamic. All three of these horror comedies. Though. We can have horror comedy. It's just, it's its own thing. It is. It's its own thing. It's not horror. It's not comedy. It's its its own, like, amalgamation. It's, I don't know. It's really, it's a really strange subgenre, but I want more. Yeah, I, want, me too. I want more of them. I want more. I think part of the problem is what Shaun of the Dead did was fine. They found the perfect balance. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of the problem where the balance is off and you're either going to get army of darkness where you have completely shuffled off the horror completely to you know slapstick to you know on the other end every uh, scream you know or other other horror movies that maybe have funny elements but are definitely more horror you know Shaun of the Dead and I think something you guys both said already it is the perfect balance between the two Mm -hmm. yeah it's that balance it's really hard to find yeah. to, to make it effective. It's true. And and I know we want to save Scream for its own episode, but that's another one that really hits the nail on the head mm-hmm. for me. Because, mm. like, I will legitimately openly admit that I... The, the first, like, 20 minutes of Scream scares the pantalones off of me every time. Like, I, if I'm sitting alone in this house, that I'm, like, creeped out. There's... Um, the violence in that movie, it's, it's not... It's not, like... Here's the thing, like, it's not too, like, visual, but it's, like, when it happens, you're like, oh, like, it, you feel it, like, people just getting stabbed in the gut, and it's not, like, it's just blood, and, like, knives, knives that, like, push in, like, it's not, like... It's not like too. It's not too gory or graphic, but it's still like the violence in that movie still gets me and still makes me, me like too. really uncomfortable to this day. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's true. Yeah, which is amazing. We definitely need to put that on our list of movies to talk about. Mm-hmm. About for sure. So let's wrap it up. Yeah, buddy. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Just search Jersey Ghouls. You will find us there. You can also find this podcast our blog, our thoughts on movies and independent movies and books and and all that sort of stuff on jerseyghouls.com. Our podcast is also available on iTunes. So if you like what you hear, please give us five stars. Give us a like, give us a comment, give us a share, subscribe, do all that awesome, amazing stuff to let people know who we are and that you love us and we love you. For Nate and Marissa, I'm Jackie and we'll see you guys later. I love you. Bye-bye. 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 Goodbye! She's gone crazy! She's all about the meatball. He wants some sausages. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.